Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. And welcome to TC Live at the Miami Open, our show to get you caught up on all the big stories and highlights from day four. More top seeds going down and who will take over the top spot in the rankings. Coming up on the show, some great interviews with Danny and Prakash, plus the Williams sisters making history at the Oscars. And Andy Roddick has a lesson for everyone smashing their rackets on court. You don't want to miss that. As we bring you into our studios in Santa Monica, California, Steve Weissman back alongside Chanda Rubin. And we got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick as well. Andy broke the internet today. More than 700,000 views. We're going to show the video to you later in the show. But Andy, give us a little teaser of what we're going to see. Uh, apparently, there were a lot of bored people out there today. But basically, you see all of these guys throwing their rackets all over the place. Just don't throw your racket at anyone. It's a simple tutorial, Steve. <laughs> Love it. Uh, a lot of folks commented on it. We're going to break it down for you later in the show. But first, with Ash Barty retiring, we will have a new world number one on March 4th. If Iga Sviantek won her match Friday, she would take over the top spot. The 20-year-old riding an 11-match win streak. Back-to-back titles in Doha and Indian Wells, Chanda. Well, it made it so much more impressive for Sviantek. The way she settled into this match, played controlled tennis, with margin. She addresses the ball beautifully off both sides, but the forehand was especially dangerous and didn't get ahead of herself. Playing for that number one ranking just stayed in the moment and against a, a tricky opponent who can change the pace, change the spins with the slice, but Sviantek just so good in every area. Up at the net there, taking that one out of the air and just kept the focus from the start of this match, made it look very easy against an opponent who can definitely work her way into matches. So a big victory, huge match for Iga Sviantek. And a little nice moment for her after this match on court. Yeah, James Blake, Lindsey Davenport came out there to give her some flowers. The Polish star moving into pole position. New world number one. I'm really proud, proud of. And, you know, it's a dream come true for sure. It's that kind of thing that I wanted to happen someday, but I... I didn't really know that it's going to be possible for me. I mean, I always believed in myself, but, you know, the probability that I'm going to be, you know, number one, it was crazy for me before. And honestly, I just realized after Indian Wells that it may be possible. So um, I didn't really have time to digest even being second. And right now being first, I think I'm going to need some time to reflect on that, you know. Well, it's going to be a reality for Iga Sviantek, one of 28 women to get to the paramount of women's tennis, 10th active player to be number one in the world, first Polish player to reach number one in singles, the youngest player to make her number one debut since our own Caroline Wozniacki did it in 2010. So, Andy, a week from Monday, we've got a new WTA number one in the world. What's your reaction to seeing Iga Sviantek take that top spot? I was just smiling the entire time because for the rest of her life, she will have this thing that nobody can take away. At one moment in time, 
on this earth. I was ranked number one in a sport amongst all humans. Well done. I love how humble she's being about it. I loved her comments uh, three or four days ago on the heels of the Ash Barty announcement. I think she's handled it with class. And I think she's here to stay. She's playing dominant tennis, Steve. Obviously, she surprised us all by winning Roland Garros. Uh, I guess it was a year and a half ago because uh, the schedule was was kind of up in the air. Kind of set herself in the top 10 last year and has really looked great uh, early on this year. I, 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 she's going to be a legit number one and she's going to be a threat for a long time. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing how quickly she's risen when, you know, that Roland Garros before winning it. She was 54 in the world. But, Andy, I'm curious, do you remember when you became number one in the world and what was that like for you? I was, uh, it was before we all had TV on our phones. Um, <laughs> and, and I actually was not, I was at World Tour Finals. I was not playing that night. And so mine was pretty cool because I was listening to the crowd as Andrea Agassi, one of my idols, got to play uh, Juan Carlos Ferrero, Andre won that match. So being sent to number one in the world by someone who used to wear their neon spandex was was pretty cool. Um, and, and it was like this surreal moment where I kind of just went outside and took a moment to myself. But, you know, listen, I was only there for a cup of coffee, but it's something, uh, like I said about Sviatek, no one can take it away. Yeah, number one ranking. You will always have that for the rest of your life. And Iga has that moment. We'll see how long her reign at the top will last for. On the men's side, Alexander Zverev would love to one day reach that top spot in the world. Looking to find his best game in Miami, where he made the final in 2018. But since then, hasn't won there. It's been hard times at the Hard Rock, Andy. And there was nothing easy about his match with Borna Chorch. Yeah, listen, we, we, we I know Chorch back from injury. He's had a rough last year, year and a half. Uh, it's good to see him back on the court, but this is a good match for Zverev early on in the tournament. Obviously, there's been a, a, a bit of a tumultuous last month or so uh, based on his behavior in Mexico, but he was going to get to hit a lot of balls here, and as long as he got to compete, and you see George, we never worry about the way that he competes. He is always there every single point. It's good to see him uh, back and playing well again, but Zverev kind of really found his form here uh, in the third set. You see a good deep return and then taking advantage, and that's his tell shot Steve, when he is going after his forehand with conviction, that's when you know he's confident. Backhand is always solid. First serve is solid. He's kind of overcome the yips a little bit. But when he's dictating with his forehand, as we've seen a couple times in this highlight, he becomes very, very dangerous. And he got better and better and better as this match went on, especially in the third set. I thought it was his best set of tennis. You could see how pumped up he is. He's moving on. And uh, listen, he knows who's not here. This is opportunity to knock him. Absolutely. Ten aces on his way to victory. Gets Mackie McDonald in the next round. And one of our big featured matches Friday, Nick Kyrgios and Andre Rublev, Andy. And Kyrgios just on fire. Yeah, this, this was an insane performance. It had to be one of the best matches that Nick Kyrgios has ever played. Rublev has been on fire since the Australian Open. A couple of wins, gone deep in Indian Wells. And Kyrgios, when he is running on all cylinders and he's focused, he makes tennis look easy sometimes. Rublev is a top five, top six guy for the last three years. Winning the way Kyrgios did today, it, it, it's a scoreline that you see in juniors. That's the way Chanda used to beat people in Louisiana back in the back in the 90s, man. Like it, this was uh, just a peak, peak, peak performance. Going after forehands, backhands, there was no place to beat him. And obviously, uh, you know, like he does, winning the last the last match point with a little bit of flair. What would it be for that Nick Kyrgios doing something uh, a little bit ridiculous and? You know, he's going to tell you what he thinks. And, uh, you know, he was pretty impressed with himself today, I think.
His third top 10 win in two tournaments caught up with Prakash on the Tennis Channel desk. Australia winning that title, uh, did it put you in a, a great mindset after that, the doubles title? You just, you seem, you know, really happy out there. Um, I think it's just the other aspects of my life, to be honest. You know, I just, I was dealing with a lot of stuff the last couple of years. And, you know, I feel like I've just, in a good, I'm at peace. You know, I find myself happy. I don't really worry about anything. I don't stress much. And it's just, I go out there two hours a day, enjoy some tennis, and then that's it, really. Uh, it was not two hours. It was 52 minutes, Chanda, in this match, taking out the world number seven. What stood out to you? Uh, it was just the speed at which Nick Kyrgios was playing. And usually you see Rublev, he's the one, you know, crushing the ball, taking the ball early, playing short points. But in this case, Kyrgios was just so focused. And it's something we kind of start seeing in Indian Wells in the matches he got through. But this was just at a whole nother level against a guy, top 10 in the world, who has, as Andy mentioned, has been on, on a really nice run. But Kyrgios showing the skill set that he has, showing the talent and his ability to play in all of these different areas of the court. I think the doubles uh, wins that he's had, yeah. that has helped. Uh, it has been tremendous. And you just hope that he can kind of stay with this focus. It's going to be fun to watch him all year. Yeah, simply he seems really interested in tennis right now, which is good for tennis fans. And I, I try not to be too hyperbolic too often, but I think Nick Kyrgios is one of the only guys on earth that has the talent level, right? Not the mindset, not the consistency, but just the talent level in his body, in his hands, in his racket of someone like Roger Rafa Novak. I think he's on that level talent-wise. And seeing performances like this, it just makes us as tennis fans want more from him. We're going, please just give us this all the time. Show us this brilliance and get, you know, get rid of some of the other stuff. But he seems like, like you said with Prakash, he seems like he's in a great headspace. Keep those good vibes rolling. In Miami gets Fabio Fonini next. Two talented shot makers in that matchup. Still ahead on TC Live, a hot shot potentially from Gal Malfeast that you don't want to miss. And we've got a slew of Americans in action Friday. Hear how life has changed for Coco Golf since turning 18. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Andy, Chad, and Steve back on TC Live. Big opportunity for Coco Golf near her hometown. The teenager looking to make it past the second round in Miami for the first time. The youngest player in the top 20 and the top 100. Now, before the U.S. Open last year, Coco was the queen of the teens. We knew Layla Fernandez was legit, but barely anyone outside Great Britain knew Emma Raducanu's name before Wimbledon. Now she's a major champ. But Coco, the only one remaining in Miami and looking for some revenge against Wong Chiang, who beat her at the Australian Open this year, Chanda. And Coco was ready for the match today and served for it at 5-3, but regrouped, rebounded there, showing a bit of the aggression, playing well inside the court, moved beautifully when she needed to, and went after the backhand. That was a staple of her tennis throughout this match. After she got that first set tucked away, relaxed a little bit more, was able to capitalize. And again, just staying so nicely behind the ball, the movement, the court coverage, good athleticism. She would serve 
for the match again at 5-3 in the second set. Didn't get it, but then got the opportunities to break and did not let it pass her again. A little bit of variety and then stepping in as she did throughout. So a good straight sets win for Goss. 29 winners for Coco, who joined Danny and Prakash on the Tennis Channel desk after. You are legally an adult. Yes. <laughs> you are 18 years old. So yeah. what comes with being 18 for you? Is there anything you were looking forward to turning um, that big number? I got a, well, I haven't seen the car, but my dad got me a car, so I'm excited for that. What kind? Do you know? Um, it's an Audi. I'm not really a car person. Audi. So Audi. I also drive my, an Audi, my so now I feel cool. And my dad picked it out, because so, I'm not really like a car person, but it's electric. That's all I know. Um, and yeah, I don't have to have my parents like sign any documents or anything. I can do it all myself. Um, I guess the biggest thing I'm scared of doing is making my own doctor's appointment for once. <laughs> She also told them she still doesn't have her full driver's license. Even when she gets that car, I don't know if she can take it out on the road. Uh, Jesse Pagula, the only American woman to reach the fourth round in Miami last year, needed to get past Sloan Stevens to make the third round this year, Andy. Yeah, and listen, with Jesse Pagula, with, the, with this run of great American women players, she often gets overlooked. You know, Coco's young, Sloan's won the U.S. Open, Madison's been in a final. But Jesse Pagula, especially on a hard court, has been such a great player over the last 18 months, and she really took it to Sloane Stevens today. She's a, it was almost like a counterpuncher versus counterpuncher, and you see Jess Pagula knew that she had to step inside the court a little bit more often than she normally does, has that flattened out pace, and, and really kind of just got the better of most rallies with Sloane today. Was uh, was really impressive, impressive, likes the conditions in Miami. As you mentioned before, Steve, she played really well here last year, right at home on hard courts all the time. These two will be teammates in the Billie Jean King Cup next month. Shelby Rogers also going to be on that squad. She was 0-3 against Yelena Ostapenko before Indian Wells. But now the pride of Charleston has figured out a winning play, Chanda. Yeah, and that's been so crucial for Shelby Rogers gaining that kind of confidence. And really the serve was the huge weapon. Got the ace there. And, of course, Ostapenko not happy with that call, but it would stand. And Rogers over the course of this match, 15 aces, no double faults. It was lights-out tennis in the big moments when she needed it, even on set points. Got one of those aces to defend that second set point. And such an advantage for Rogers to get this in the second set. Took it to the tie break, got off to a great start and just didn't let Ostapenko get into the match. Again, the serve coming through huge for her. This was a dominant performance. Look at that tiebreak, seven zip, 15 aces, as you mentioned. I mean, that's incredible. Career high for Shelby Rogers. She is moving on. Gets Kuder Matova next. Take a look at some of the scores. We saw Victoria Azarenka win. She will play the 16-year-old wild card. Linda Fravertova ranked 279 in the world through to the third round in her debut WTA 1000 event. Little sister Brenda, just 14. She's going to be number one in the world one day. Uh, Andy has been in the Crack Rackets Club a few times in her career, but you don't want to miss his tutorial for breaking a stick without breaking the rules. You're watching TC Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TC Live. Coverage on our regional sports networks at T2 tomorrow with Leif Shires and Tracy Austin. Hubie Hercotch going to step on court at Hard Rock Stadium for the first time since winning his first Masters 1000 title. And then we got Felix Oje Aliassime and the very hot right now, Miamir Ketsmanovic. Well, 2018 champ John Isner taking on Hugo Gaston. Our friend Alex Gruskin noted the big man 36-11 against players shorter than 5'10 on hard courts. Gaston starring in the new season of Big Timber, Andy. That's a heck of a stat, I got to be honest. But guy's got some wheels. You can see him almost run that one down. But to no avail, I'm glad he didn't impale himself on that fence there. It was a close call, but... Uh, you know, listen, with John Isner, it's always going to come down to a couple of points. And that hustle paid off that time, was able to sneak the return down, get a look at the passing shot and convert. Uh, obviously, going through service games a little bit easier than trying to get uh, a break against John Isner. Making a move, uh, come up with a lob, which you don't see very often against John Isner. Not the easiest guy to hit a lob winner against. Brings him to match point. Again, sticks the return. And excited to be through. Uh, tough loss for John Isner. I know he likes playing in Miami. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see him back next year. Then we got another big fella, Riley Opelka, taking on Francisco Sarundolo, whose brother, Juan Manuel, beat Kevin Anderson Friday. Huge day for the Sarundolo fam, Jenna. They have been having a tournament so far, and Francisco would continue in that form. A little help from Opelka, who was not feeling it today, had a little sit down there would have a, a little trouble physically over the course of this match. And you can tell by the scoreline, just not able to hold serve. That in and of itself for Opelka is something you hardly ever see. But Sarindolo taking advantage of it, doing what he needed to do, defending well. You can't even see him there in the screen returning the, the Opelka serve. But just took care of business. And in the end, Opelka would say no more, had to retire because of a, a shoulder injury. You assume it's maybe the right shoulder, but not quite certain. But a nice win in the end for Francisco Sarundolo. Tough day for Opelka. Then it was Francis Tiafo and Brandon Nakashima under the lights meeting for the second straight event. Big foe won at Indian Wells. Need a little extra work in this one, Andy. Yeah, and I think this was a super high level all around. Nakashima was really impressive those first two sets. And Francis Tiafo has become such a good competitor, especially in the last... 18 months under the guidance of Wayne Ferreira. Wasn't the better player through the first two sets, but fought and clawed and had some timely plays where he was coming in on second serves and got aggressive at the right times. And I really enjoyed watching this match. I thought they both played really well. Uh, 12 Americans now in the top 100. And performances like this from these two guys show you why we have uh, strength in numbers now, which we haven't had in a long time. Closes it out at love. That's always a nice feeling. Got his first break to set up that chance of 5-4 to serve it out. A great grind uh, from, from Big Foe there. Really, really good performance. Mature performance. Love to see it near his career high. And now to our top story. Uh, there has been a bunch of bad behavior on the ATP Tour lately. In Acapulco, Alexander Zverev came close to striking a chair umpire with his racket. He was put on probation. And then at Indian Wells, Nick Kyrgios almost hit a ball kid after slamming his racket in frustration after losing to Rafa. And this week in Miami, Jensen Brooksby did the same thing, throwing his racket in anger that ended up hitting a ball person. Listen up, players. Professor Andy Roddick teaches the proper way to have a tennis tantrum. I'm going to save all the players a lot of drama 
and teach you how to throw a racket without getting in trouble. For as many fits and as many tantrums uh, as I threw regrettably during my career, I actually got one point penalty and that was the max uh, throughout my career. So digest that how you need to. But when throwing a racket, it's beneficial to throw it face down. So like this, right? It doesn't go anywhere. You're not gonna hit anyone. It'll land in like a little circle of like four feet, right? When you hit a ball at someone or when you hit a ball out of anger, hit it up like that. That's not gonna hit anyone hard. Don't hit it like this. You can hit someone in the throat if you do that. When you throw a racket, one more time, down. Not out. That's all. And that racket was never, was never seen again. Uh, Chanda? Uh, what's, what's, what are your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, I like the second go around where he just emphasized, okay, this is how you do it again, just in case you weren't watching. And then to throw the racket that way, you know, I probably needed this video when I was playing, although I only bounced it up, Steve. So I only put my face in danger, my nose. But I could use this maybe when I played. Andy, Chanda didn't need this. We asked her on the break. I said, did you ever break any rackets? She goes, no, I don't recall ever breaking a racket. She's too classy for this video. She doesn't need this filth. She doesn't need to watch it, Steve. Who, who filmed this for you? Uh, my assistant, Paul, was gracious enough to film it for me. This is what I do with most of my afternoons now. I sit in my driveway and throw my racket at trees. Y your wife, Brooke, uh, tweeted, thrilled our kids will now know how to properly throw a tantrum. Yeah, she's not wrong. Not good parenting, Steve. But listen, I'm just trying to save some guys some questioning from the press, maybe some money and fines for the guys. That's all, Steve. I, I have to say, though, Andy, I did see a video, too, where you kind of tossed a racket at Federer. So you kind of went against your own advice, but I can kind of understand. It doesn't count when it's in an exhibition. That was a Madison Square Garden. There was no anger involved at all. One of the only times I ever played Roger where I didn't have anger involved. That was that's that that doesn't count, Chanda. That's fair. That's fair. I, I love it. And he's all grown up now. He's mature. He, he's teaching the people. Uh, how about this? We've got Serena and Venus not only nominated for an Academy Award, they will be presenting at the Oscars, Chanda. Uh, this is just fantastic to see. I mean, watching King Richard first of all was an incredible moment, and. To, be there with Venus, uh, you know, see how much she enjoyed the portrayal. And he really was Richard at times, Will Smith. So unbelievable, well-deserved to be getting all these awards. And for, um, you know, the two women who have been looking great on the red carpets, just love to see it. Going to be a great culmination, Andy. Uh, obviously, it's been award season, but, but this is the big one, the Academy Awards. I hope it happens. That would be so cool. It would be so great. I actually saw Rick Macy at the desk with Prakash and Danny today. Uh, you know, his enthusiasm is the same as it was. I was actually there with Venus and Serena at the Academy uh, in the early 90s. It's good to see his his voice behind it. It's great to see uh, Venus and Serena getting all the all the love that they're getting. And hey, fingers crossed for Will Smith and, and, and for the movie at large. That'd be it would be a great story. Sunday night, King Richard going to get crowned. We're, we're going to see it. Here is our schedule here on Tennis Channel throughout the Miami Open. Day session, 11 a.m. Eastern. TC Live to follow the night session and encore coverage all night long. Back after this. Rana Grubin Weissman back on TC Live and for the 1,797,563rd time. Gal Malfis gets our hot shot, Andy. Yeah, you know, one thing about Gail, at, at this point in his career, he's not scared 
to have a good time, Steve. He is not scared to interact with the crowd. He's not scared to give up a point and then, like, not give up on a point all of a sudden. Uh, it, as always, fun to watch. <laughs> what do you call that reaction, Was that, him, was that him just being dizzy with good tennis? I, I don't get it, but it is fun to watch, and he has been playing terrific tennis as well. So good, he's, he's a little loopy there. Uh, Daniil Medvedev, if he gets to the semifinals, he's back to number one in the world. First, he's got Andy Murray. How about this? Less than a year ago, Naomi Osaka, Karolina Mukhova, both in the top 20, now outside the top 70. Melinda Bencic, the only seeded player left in the top quarter of the draw. Taylor Fritz playing his first match since winning the biggest victory of his life, taking the title at Indian Wells. What do you expect to see from Taylor Fritz in this match, Shanda? Uh, well, I expect him, if he's healthy, feeling good 100%, which you know, sounds like he is, uh, to continue with that confident, big, bold tennis that we saw him play at Indian Wells, a terrific win, biggest uh, victory of his career. And the fact that he was able to play that kind of tennis under pressure, match in and match out, uh, that was fun to watch. Yeah, and Mike Russell, as I said the other day, he's done a great job with him. If I'm Mike Russell this week, I'm going, even though you're a little banged up, I know the ankle doesn't feel perfect, let's maximize this Miami event when you have confidence locked in, your game is there. If we need to get healthy, let's get healthy the first two or three weeks of the clay court season. You don't like playing on that stuff anyways. Let's focus here in Miami. Let's get another result. Get that sunshine double. Taylor Fritz in action. Can't wait to see that. And big congratulations to Iga Fiontech, who will be the new WTA number one player in all the land. For Andy and Chanda, I'm Steve. Thanks for watching TC Live. Our coverage of the Miami Open continues next on Tennis Channel. <laughs>